It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. We welcome you aboard to episode number 259 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is good to have you with us right here on this 4th of July week, Independence Day in America, uh, and the celebration is in full gear. I am your host, Chris Russell, and yeah, we're still working. We're still here. Many of you are on vacation. Many of you are at the beach. Many of you might uh, not be listening, quite honestly, um, to the podcast or to radio or about the NFL or or whatever. Uh, Whatever the situation might be, God love you if you're having fun and if you're able to take some time off and get paid for it. Uh, Not everybody gets that opportunity is how I'll leave that, Uh, and you can infer whatever you want from there. Uh, But I still have to produce some content, and I'm glad to do so, Uh, and I hope you guys do check it out, listen, download, uh, maybe take us to the beach with with you, wherever you might be uh, this week. Uh, We'll be pumping out a couple of episodes here of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Uh, We put up episode number 258 uh, on early Sunday morning. Sunday morning, in case you missed that, in case uh, you don't normally check on the weekends or whatever, we did put out a fresh episode, episode 258, on Sunday morning uh, uh, to round out the month of June. And now we start off the month of July, and again, 4th of July week with episode number 259. Obviously, this week, uh, we will have a bunch of content we haven't been able to get to uh, because there's been so much news and so many other information uh, and different features that we were trying to get to and catch up on and rankings and analysis and then the Josh Norman situation, uh, which we covered in full detail. So I want to start knocking down the list of stuff that I've kind of compiled here and get to it with you guys. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a NFL fandom report in 2019. I posted this on at locked Redskins at locked Redskins because the Redskins surprisingly, I think to most some came in at number 11 in terms of the NFL fandom report in 2019. Now a guy named Mike Lewis Puts this together. Uh, He does sports analytics research. uh, And he does this on a yearly basis, right? Um, So whether it's real, legitimate, fair, I don't know. There's a number of different quotients. There's a a number of different um, factors that go into this. He does it for the NBA and Major League Baseball as well. Um, And... He, you know, he does a analytics podcast and a fanalytics podcast, uh, and obviously he cares very much about this. Uh, so I thought it was interesting, and I thought we could kind of discuss it a little bit together. The top five teams, probably no surprise: the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots, the Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Giants, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And yes, in case you just didn't realize. That means all three NFC East teams besides the Redskins rank in the top five. The Cowboys, the Eagles, 
the Giants, right? Um, now, you might be asking, why the Giants? They haven't won a Super Bowl recently, but they did win two in the Tom Coughlin era, right? Last one was the 2012 Super Bowl, not that long ago. Plus, it's New York, plus they are obviously a traditional, um, original kind of foundation-type team for the National Football League. I don't find this to be that surprising. I guess the only surprise that I would have would be that the Green Bay Packers weren't in the top five. I would have think I would have thought that they would be in the top five. They're not. They're just outside of the top five. So, I mean, I guess I am a little bit surprised uh, that, again, all three NFC East teams get in the top five, and the Redskins, of course, were a little bit higher than I thought they would be as well, uh, but they are clearly behind their divisional foes. Uh, Again, we mentioned the next five is the Green Bay Packers, the Denver Broncos, the Chicago Bears, the San Francisco 49ers, and the New Orleans Saints. So that is one through 10, those teams, which brings us, of course, to the Redskins. And just to kind of set this up and kind of let you know how they did this, um, they give you fan equity and social equity quotients. And Mike defines this as the fan equity metric is a measure of willingness to spend, to spend money. He says, critically, it is a measure of willingness to spend that controls for differences in market characteristics, meaning population, income levels, because every market is different, and current team performance. So... The Redskins kind of being average, below average, and being so bad for, quite honestly, the last 27 years, a big picture, doesn't necessarily factor into this. So that helps explain it. Uh, He further explains, look, the Cowboys ranked number one in fan equity and the Texans finished number 21. Here's the thing. Houston is a huge market. And the Houston Texans won their division last year. Uh, Now, they just fired their general manager, and so that's a little bit of a mess. But the point of the matter is, is, as Mike kind of explains it, the Cowboy fans spend premium relative to the league average. And Houston's premium, however he defines that, is much lower uh, in terms of a comparative analysis to the Detroit Tigers. And he further explains it that this suggests that in a sponsorship deal where all things are equal, meaning number of impressions, medium income, uh, etc., the sponsorship of the Cowboys, say from, I don't know, Bud Light, would merit a 7.4% premium versus an identical partnership with the Texans. So he's basically saying because it's the Cowboys brand, they are 7.5% ahead of the Texans, a team in the same state, a team that won its division last year, and a team that has arguably been as successful recently as the Cowboys, but everything else equal, on-field performance, so on and so forth, market size, 
income levels, the Cowboys shield and brand and logo and fandom is so much higher. And their fan equity, the willingness to spend and buy tickets and travel and jerseys and all that stuff. Now, he also uses a social equity metric, which he defines as a measure of transmission or amplification in terms of social equity. And he goes on to explain that the Cowboys rank third in this area, the Texans rank 12th, and he defines it and defends it and explains it as such. For this metric, the differences across teams are much more substantial. He says, relative to the league average, the Cowboys have a social media equity index score of 87%. He said the Cowboys' social amplification factor is 87% greater than the average team. The Texans, he says, index is 1% above the league average. He says this, uh, th- this kind of results in the Cowboys with an 86% premium for a nationwide or social media-oriented promotion against head-to-head, say, the Texans in terms of exposure. So again, clearly the Cowboys doing a lot of things right. Then there's a road equity context uh, to this. And, you know, look, we could, again, explain this to you in detail. I'm going to put up the whole thing uh, exactly as he wrote it at Locked Redskins. But here's what you need to know. Again, the Cowboys come in number one overall, fan equity, number one, social equity, three, road equity, two. The Patriots come in number two, Fan equity, three. Social equity, one. I guess that's the context of going to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl. Road equity, four. The Eagles have a road equity of one, which is interesting, but a fan equity of 12, of 12, and a social equity of four. I can read you all the numbers here, but again, for the Redskins, As we mentioned, they fell just outside of the top 10 at number 11 overall. Their fan equity, and again, remember, that's the willingness to spend. Their fan equity is a a 10 even. Their social equity is a 28. A 28. Their road equity is an 8. So if you look... At this, what they're basically saying is, in an even world, regardless of on-field performance, median income, size, population, all that, the Redskins fan base is top 10 in terms of fan equity, in terms of the willingness to spend, support, do what you have to do to, again, have pride in your team. And on top of that, even better in terms of road equity at number eight. But where they fall completely off is in social equity. And basically that means the social media equity index and therefore the social media power and influence of the Redskins is pretty far behind, is number 28. And... As you peruse the list, right, you start to say, well, well, who 
is, you know, there must be some bad teams, right? Uh, or teams in small markets. No. No. The Los Angeles Rams, a team that made it to the Super Bowl, is 32nd in the NFL. Last in social equity. Worse, much worse than the Washington Redskins. You say, well, Chris, I like, what about a team like the Kansas City Chiefs? They have a great fan base, right? Arrowhead's a nest to play in. They're 29th, one spot behind the Redskins in social equity. And again, that's an extension of social media influence. The Chiefs, with Patrick Mahomes and all of the great talent that they have, AFC Championship over to 29th. Now, the Titans and the Jaguars come in in this particular index at 31 and 30 in the social equity or social media, basically exposure and influence. That doesn't surprise you overall. The Jaguars and the Titans, 29th and 30th, respectively, overall. But again, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams, somehow, someway, on this list, which I just... I don't know how to explain it, so I don't know what it actually means in terms of the NFL fandom report come in at 31 and 32 overall. They just rank horribly. The Rams rank last across the board in every category except for road equity. Again, the Redskins are top 10 in two categories, fan equity and road equity, and number 11 overall. I don't know how to explain why the Rams and the Chiefs are so low. I mean, again, it makes sense that the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Titans are there. I just don't, I, I can't explain the inequity that is in, in these overall rankings. Um, for whatever it's worth, I just thought I'd throw this out to you. Um, I, I would say this, the Redskins fan base is disgruntled. Uh, the Redskins fan base is half missing. The Redskins fan base is exhausted. The, the mere fact that the Redskins ranked 11th overall for whatever this means, the mere fact that Redskins fans still show up in droves on the road, thousands, um, and we hear from people across the pond in the U.K., in all sorts of different pockets, people that used to live here, people that grew up here now live other places, people that just became Redskins fans because they were so good in the 80s and early 90s. So the notion that the Redskins, who haven't won anything except for a couple of random division titles that they backdoored in and took a magic carpet ride into... Over 27 years, the fact that the Redskins are top 12, top one-third of the league, is astounding because it's been a quarter-plus century of dysfunction, of drama, of bad football, of terrible decisions, of anarchy, and of a lot of lost hope. But it just shows you how special the fan base is and how dedicated and passionate you guys are. And that's why I keep doing what I do. Now, you might not like that I criticize the team, but I think you know I praise the team as well. Uh, we'll post it uh, in its entirety at Locked Redskins so you can 
uh, listen to it or read it, listen to it, digest it, because there's a podcast attached to it, uh, however you want to go with it. Uh, just thought it would be kind of a fun thing uh, to discuss in a way to kind of honestly praise the Redskins fans who take a beating uh, because FedEx Field is half empty. This fan base is dying for a winner, dying for legitimacy, and maybe they're going to get it one day. We'll see. Hopefully, Dwayne Haskins and company can bring that. All right, we'll take a timeout here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, and you can interact with me. If you want to send me an email, as always, it's russellmania09 at gmail.com, russellmania09 at gmail.com. And if you still want to provide your Skins stories, it's hashtag Skins stories on Twitter. That's S-K-I-N-S stories, S-T-O-R. IES skins stories or again you can send them to the email russellmania09 at gmail.com a special little salute to my pal Ivan Lambert uh, who is also in the media uh, who's a diehard Redskins fan listens to the Locked on Redskins podcast uh, all the time always has some nice uh, things to say uh, for me you can make sure you follow him guys uh, at Ivan Lambert 18 at Ivan Lambert, 18. He uh, lives down in the Florida area uh, covering uh, some minor league baseball uh, and other sports, uh, the Lakeland Flying Tigers, the Lakeland Magic, uh, and so on and so forth for the Ledger uh, and the Ledger.com. So he's a sports reporter, but he's also a Redskins fan and a very nice, very nice um, person to me. So I appreciate you, Ivan, uh, and thank you very much for the kind words um, and for always listening and downloading. All right, that's going to wrap up this segment. Again, we went way too long. Back in a flash with a couple of fantasy nuggets for you right here on episode number 259 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we welcome you back to episode number 259 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us right here on LOR. I am your host, Chris Russell. And a couple of things that I wanted to get to. Number one, uh, Jonathan Allen did a sit-down interview with Joe Theismann that the Redskins have posted. We'll put that up uh, at Locked Redskins so you guys can see the video clip. And I assume the entire interview uh, will uh, be linkable or whatever. Uh, but just one quote that the Redskins put up. Uh, he's asked about, meaning Allen, he's asked about expectations. And he says, quote, I don't have expectations. I have standards. <laughs> End quote. That dude is just an absolute beast. I mean, if he can stay healthy, just a dude. Just a dude. What a leader, too. And, I mean, he says the right thing almost 100% of the time. Uh, just a beast. Uh, the Redskins are so lucky to have him, again, if he can stay healthy. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up here real quickly is, uh, and this is uh, – 
And a hat tip to my pal Earl Forsey, who saw this off the Redskins wire. Apparently, everybody's buzzing in Redskins land because Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk says he could see the Redskins making the playoffs in 2019. And apparently a new video that, again, we'll put up at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, he says he could see the Redskins slipping into the playoffs if they get confident with a few wins early. Quote, there is potential there for things to fall together. There have been teams in the past where we wrote them off. We assumed they would be in the middle of the pack at best, and they surprised us. This is a team that could threaten to get in the playoffs. And one thing we've learned over the years is once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. How about that? Mike Florio saying the Redskins are a team to kind of watch if they can get off to a pretty decent start against that really, really tough schedule as we've talked about several times out of the gate. All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with a fantasy nugget or two. We'll be sprinkling these in over the coming weeks as we get you ready for fantasy football and as well NFL training camp. That's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 259. Thanks for being with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is episode number 259 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. From time to time, we're going to be talking fantasy football, no doubt about it, and... um, you know, certainly some other things sprinkled into the mix as well. Uh, this from ESPN, uh, and basically it was from Matthew Berry, who is a huge Redskins fan. So I wanted to give him a little shout out uh, here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Met him a couple of years ago uh, when I was working for the Redskins radio network. Uh, he put out his 100 facts for the 2009 fantasy football season. Now, clearly, this is NFL league-wide, not just the Redskins, but just wanted to run down uh, a few of these from Matthew Berry, who, again, you can read on uh, ESPN.com, and we will post on at Locked Redskins as we post... um, as many other things as we possibly can, including things we talked about in this particular episode. All right, so here we go. 100 facts you need to know before you draft, and this is obviously the very early edition, but from Matthew Berry. If you took 15 touchdown passes away from Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs last year, he still would have been the number one quarterback in fantasy football. That's just absurd. Berry adds, or take away 950 passing yards, and six touchdowns, uh, six touchdown passes. Um, I don't quite get that if he's saying if you took 15 touchdown passes away, but whatever. Uh, or a 1,000 yards, four passing touchdowns, and one rushing t- touchdown. Uh, so I think he's just trying to show you, like, you could take different things away from Patrick Mahomes, and he'd still kick everybody's ass. Uh, clearly, he was an absolute machine. 
the combination of Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, and we still do not know as of this moment whether Tyreek Hill will be suspended by the NFL or not. Uh, people are expecting a short suspension, uh, maybe a couple of games. Scored 2.168 points per target. 2.168 points per target. Uh, as Matthew Berry also points out, Mahomes to all other Chiefs, now again, Kareem Hunt was with them for half the year, scored 2.052 points per target. So it's not all Tyreek Hill, uh, but you get the point. Uh, he says, Matthew Barry does of ESPN.com, Matt Ryan was QB number two last season, quarterback number two last season in fantasy, averaging 1.942 points per target. Uh, and this, of course, in ESPN scoring leagues. And point number four on Matthew Barry's top 100 fantasy football list, since 2004, there have been six instances in which a quarterback threw 40-plus touchdown passes and was not hurt the following season. All of them, however, regressed in terms of fantasy points the following season. Clearly, I would not expect these type of results from Patrick Mahomes and even Matt Ryan. Maybe a little bit uh, the same out of Matt Ryan, but I, I just don't see it with uh, Mahomes as good as he is. He says the average of their drop in production was 16.39%. That's pretty high. Uh, he said if Mahomes' point total from last season dropped by 16.39%, he would have had, uh, he would have 348.7 points. And he also mentions, does Matthew Berry, if Mahomes' point total from last season does drop by 16.39% in 2019, he would be at 348.7, as we mentioned. Only Mahomes and Ryan scored more than 348.7 fantasy points uh, last year. All right, so we wanted to throw out a couple of nuggets uh, there, courtesy of Redskins fan Matthew Berry of ESPN. Make sure you follow him uh, on Twitter, at uh, Matthew Berry uh, is his Twitter handle. I think there's an underscore in there somewhere. You'll figure it out, uh, and we'll post it uh, up on the Twitter page, at Locked Redskins. That's going to do it for us here on episode number two. 59 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks as always for being with us. Again, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day week. Hope you guys are enjoying some time with your family, friends, getting a little R&R, &R, little paid vacation. Never hurt anybody now, didn't it? I wish everybody would uh, be able to get paid vacation. Some of us are not so lucky, but we will try and grind through. We will try and grind through right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast and produce as much content as we possibly can. Stay tuned. We're going to get to Patricia Trena of Locked on Giants and get a look-see at the Giants over the next couple of episodes, starting with episode number 260. That's on the way. Stay tuned for that. Make sure you check out all of our recent podcasts. They're all up there uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.